Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. Welcome to episode 113 of the Kaiju Cast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and joining me here in the studio for episode 113, which is the first episode of June 2014, we have Brian Cook. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Rachel Cook. Hi there. And unfortunately, Mr. Jeff Dean couldn't be with us tonight because he's busy... Uh, being a big TV star, which you'll hear about in the coming months, I'm sure. But uh, we're going to be talking about two things specifically. We have two subjects we're going to cover. Number one, it's been half a month, but it feels like eons ago. I went to the Big Wow Comics Fest in San Jose, California, and we're going to be talking about that. I'm going to share my experiences, and then uh, we'll take a break with some music, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the official sub merchandise what would you guys call that like just the official merchandise yeah. right yeah basically yeah. we're going to talk about the mm-hmm. art of destruction book we're going to talk about godzilla awakening we're going to talk about we could even talk about the soundtrack a little bit mm-hmm. uh, the game i wanted to cover the game smash. Yeah. godzilla smash as well uh, anyway so those are the things we are going to be discussing tonight we obviously do have some news to cover, which we'll take care of as well, but we are going to start things off with a request for the main title credits to Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla from 1993 for David. Just one song right at the top of the show, and we're going to go ahead and start talking about the Big Wow Comics Fest. Um, So I got word uh, months ago 
that Big Wow was going to be inviting some Japanese guests. And this is probably around right after um, I went to Fear Festival in San Francisco. And Big Wow is in San Jose, which is like an hour away from San Francisco. It's <laughs> yeah. like nothing. It's a, basically, it's it's almost like Gresham to Portland here. <laughs> Not really yeah. exactly. But uh, so they were uh, announcing things and they said that Kenpachiro Satsuma was going to be there. And I was just like, <laughs> I don't know how to do the internet squee noise, but that's what was going on in my head when I read that. <laughs> that was the face that you just made. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was really shocked that they got that guy because I had never, I mean, the entire time I've been a uh, convention going Godzilla fan, I've never seen Satsuma at any of these things. I've only yeah. seen mm -hmm. photos of him from 10 plus year old conventions and such like that. Right. So, I was really excited about that because I love Nakajima. He's an amazing person and he's clearly, uh, you know, the pioneer of suitmation and Godzilla suit acting, kaiju suit acting. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, my first Godzilla movie was Godzilla 1985. That was the uh -huh. very first Godzilla movie I ever saw. So, mm. you know, when you hear people t talk about Doctor Who, they're like, oh, who's your doctor? You know, <laughs> Satsuma is my Godzilla. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like watching Godzilla 1985 and then seeing Biollante was a like epiphany. Like yeah. seeing Biollante turned me back into a Godzilla fan. You know, like I was just like, ah. Oh. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were talking about beforehand. Like the the Heisei movies were sort of um when I started becoming a Godzilla fan, like the Heisei movies were like, yes, these are serious and they're right. taking you know, their effects to the next level and the Godzilla suits and designs and the suit acting is all a part of that to mm -hmm. me. So anyway, yeah. it was really, yeah. I was very excited for that. And so, uh, that on just that alone, I started looking at prices and such and finding out how I was going to get down there. Um, and so the big wow comics fest, uh, is a two day event. Essentially it's a small show. It's actually pretty impressive for a small show. Uh, the, it's just like any standard comic book convention. It's got an artist alley. It's got a lot of vendors there. Yeah, yeah, right. And then what made it different was that Famous Monsters of Filmland magazine, they had what's called, what they titled the Famous Monsters Pavilion, where they had nice. a whole bunch of cool stuff going on. So the, all the all the merchandise that they sell was on display and available to purchase. And nice. it was... um t-shirts hoodies the magazines posters um these uh uh like framed artwork which was not like the original artwork and stuff but like the covers for their magazines you could oh. buy oh, like cool buy cool. those they had bob eggleton there signing they had Ken Pachiro Satsuma there signing. He's obviously the guy who played Godzilla from 85 to 1995 for so, for the new listeners maybe who don't know that. So it was Famous Monsters that got him there? I, or was it just a convention that I think it was a collaboration. Or? Let's okay. just say it's a collaboration. Sure. I'm not exactly sure all the details and mm -hmm. that's fine. I don't yeah, need to know all the details. Deal. Yeah. Uh, and then they had, so they had uh, Satsuma and they had Ben Furuya was there again, so nice. uh, not there again, but he was there. So I got to see him again this year, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Got a little cool story about that at the end of the tale. 
Uh, and, and then just in case, since there's new, since the new Godzilla came out, if there's any new listeners, Ben Furuya was Ultraman. Yeah, so. he played the original Ultraman in 1966. Yes. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they also had one of the last people they announced was Daisuke Ban, who played Kikaida. And I'm not a like Sentai mm-hmm. hero show kind of guy. The dude, the henshin right. stuff, which means change in Japanese, like the henshin heroes. I'm not into that stuff, but I appreciate it, and I understand that you know it left a legacy in Japan that's yeah. still felt today. They're still mm-hmm. making common rider shows, oh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, they just have a brand new Kikaida reboot that they're doing in, in Japan. But anyway, they brought these guests. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to be able to go down there and meet them. I'd never met Daisuke Ban before, and I definitely had never met Satsuma before. And uh, if people did not know this, I was specifically going down there to get an interview with Satsuma, because, you know, I got to interview Nakajima, even though it yeah. was only for 10 minutes. And I did get to interview Furuya, uh, also for about 10, 15 minutes, although that episode hasn't gone live yet. But Satsuma, like, I tend to do what's called a long-form interview. I like to sit down. I like to talk to somebody right. and really get into their life and their history and really, mm-hmm. you know, talk about what made them who they are mm-hmm. and, like, get cool stories from them and stuff right. like that. Nakajima, he's in his 80s. You know, he's an old man and he's kind of like when I met him, I was like, ooh, he's looking a little rough. Uh, So I'm glad I met him. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's going to die anytime soon, guys. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm glad I met him. Come on. Okay. (laughs) But I'm glad I met Nakajima when I did. I'm glad I got an interview out of him. That Mm -hmm. was really cool. But it was 10 minutes, you know. Right. And I honestly felt like just around the eight minute mark is when I got him to start relaxing and laughing. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, now my questions are over. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so before I even went down, I was trying to talk to people about like trying to record a long form interview with, with Satsuma. And um, uh, I'll just jump ahead in the story and say, yes, I was able to record Yay! for a full <laughs> hour with him. Awesome. So once I pull out like all the extraneous stuff that, uh, doesn't need to be in there. And I might actually do some rearranging. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, it was a great interview. He said he had a really good time. and Awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. Holy crap, Satsuma <laughs> is such a cool dude. Yeah. Like, he's so energetic. And he's just so... Uh, there's no way for me to really show you in an audio podcast. So you're just going to have to listen to my description, I guess. So uh, when Satsuma talks, it's not just a voice. There's all sorts of things going on. He's moving a lot. He's like me. He talks with his hands, you know? (laughs) And uh, so he's talking with his hands. He's uh, using his uh, voice and he's doing like little imitations of people. And, and, uh, and uh, there's just a very, very wide range of activity going on. That's interesting. And he even does the sound effects. So like he's (laughs) talking, (laughs) he's talking at one point about, uh, uh, he's talking at one point about like being a martial artist and his training as a, basically this dude is like a samurai. Like mm-hmm. if you had to go back into feudal era Japan and take one person with you, I would take Satsuma in a <laughs> nice. heartbeat. Cause this dude, like he every day came to the con in his samurai outfit. 
basically. Awesome. Not kidding. Wow. <laughs> Not kidding. Uh, so yeah, but he, he'd be talking about why the martial arts that he studied uh, were good for being a Godzilla suit actor. And as he's talking, he'll say something along the lines of, and so when Godzilla raises his arms up, your arms are restricted. So you have to raise them up even higher. So it's like you're raising a sword. And he goes, hey, like that. Oh, <laughs> so he's making all sorts of noises. And it's just like, I could listen to that man for hours. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> it's just really cool. But it was really nice to like meet him. And they had, you know, they had a uh, nice variety of photos for them to sign. And, you know, the thing about going to conventions, like going to Emerald City Comic Con, Mm-hmm. It's just so expensive to get an autograph. I'm not yeah. an autograph yeah. guy by by any means, but uh, I'm very happy that I have had some opportunities to get autographs from you know some of the Japanese stars that I've uh, had the pleasure of meeting at G Fest and Fear Festival and now Big Wow Comics Fest. Mm-hmm. But at Emerald City Comic Con, a lot of those people. I look at the price tags. I see the per, you know the the star. And go yeah. whoa, Adam West! Oh my God, I would love to have <laughs> yeah, Adam yeah, West's yeah. signature. I've got a Julie Newmar Catwoman signature hanging up downstairs because nice. uh, you know that was a formative television show in my oh yeah <laughs> in my mm-hmm. uh, childhood. You know, and so uh, I got all excited about Adam West and Burt Ward being there a couple of years ago, and then I was just like crestfallen to find out it was so expensive to get their autographs. It was really photo. pricey. It was really yeah. really pricey. I think it was for the two of them. It was over a hundred bucks, right? Twenty dollars, I think. It yeah. was very expensive. So it's just like that's the kind of thing. I'm not an autograph guy, so I'm not willing to pay that kind of money. So yeah. I was very happy that not only did they have like really cool photos to, uh, to get signed there. It was only twenty five bucks, and that's the same that's price great. that they were charging at Fear Festival and uh, mm-hmm. at Monster Palooza mm-hmm. as well. So. That's the kind of thing I can swing 25 bucks. That's yeah. no big deal, especially <laughs> yeah. when it's somebody that I'm really interested in meeting. Right. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, they, you know, Famous Monsters Pavilion had all of those people, not to mention there had, um, some Power Rangers guests there as well. Ooh, from uh, my childhood. Yeah, Fantastic. are you a Power Rangers? I was. Okay. Um, it doesn't hold up, I found. Oh, no. Shockingly. That is terrible. Yeah. This is another cool thing about going to a convention. When I started doing the podcast, this might seem like no-brainer, duh, information. But uh, when I started doing the convention circuit stuff, like going to cons as KaijuCast, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. wearing the KaijuCast shirt and stuff, rarely did anybody ever say anything. Really rare. Mm-hmm. And then last year... Including Brian and including I. Brian, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> but that, but that, like, that was 2009. That was the you know? first that was year the first year of the podcast. I didn't expect anybody to know about it. I was too chicken, you know? but I was like, I totally went up to the hotel room. I saw the guy from the Kaiju cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, we should explain that if people don't understand. Yeah, we you should definitely the, say yeah. that. I think we, we haven't talked the, about that for a long time. We were at the same G-Fest. Me and Rachel and Kyle was there as well. And I was listening to the show and I saw him, but I'm just a shy person. So I didn't feel like I don't want to bug that dude too much. So, and every time I'd see him, I was without Brian, whereas I'm kind of the, um, non shy one of the relationship and I will talk to anybody. Um, but I hadn't listened to anything, any full episodes yet. Oh, yeah, I'd only yeah. listened to bits and pieces <laughs> that I'd catch when Brian was listening to him occasionally when I'd walk in the room or something. And so, um, I felt embarrassed to be, go up and be like, my husband listens to your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> like, you're just being silly. So 
Um, so I thought it'd sound really lame. And so I just would like go up and tell Brian, I saw the guy, he was in the lobby. Uh, you know, I got a sticker too. <laughs> yeah. We got a sticker. Yeah. I think I, I, I think I, I grabbed a sticker. sticker? Oh, no, yeah. you had stickers laying around had on and tables. I saw them and I was like, Oh, sweet. And we're like, yeah. Ooh, let's score I a sticker. I was depositing stickers everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I found a sticker somewhere. Should I say that? Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was. It was really funny because we, we talked about it and then later on met Kyle. I think it was, in, was it a year later? Yeah, in, in 2010, 2010, I came yeah. to Colorado. And, yeah. Uh, I was there for a design conference and I met these guys. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I I love it when people come up and say something. And, you know, for years, it's been doing the podcast for five years now. And like for <laughs> years, literal years, it was very rare for people to come up and talk to me. And say, hey, I'm listen or yada yada. Uh, so so much so, in fact, that like whenever I would see a kaiju cast sticker in the wild, basically here in Portland, I would be like, oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, I found out that it was my friend Cable who put it on his moped. And like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it's not that it makes it less special because it's still special, but it's not like someone I don't know listening. Anyway, I'm getting off track, but. Walking around, uh, so like last year, San Diego Comic Con was that's a huge freaking show, right? Yeah. San Diego Comic Con is massive, mm -hmm. but I had two people stop me. One of them was a listener named Justin, and I want to say that he heard me talking and he heard, so he heard my voice. And <laughs> oh, I was like, that's cool. <laughs> but I, he might, I, cause I don't know if I was wearing a kaiju cat shirt, but like, yeah, so I talked to him. And then a uh, dude who worked for Super 7, like, he had emailed me before. And as I was walking around the Super 7 booth, he was like, Kyle, what's up? Nice. And, uh, but I got to say, at Big Wow this year, I got stopped a lot. Because awesome. I was wearing Kaiju That's Cast cool. stuff. Like, I was wearing a Kaiju Cast shirt both days. I was wearing my work shirt one day and my T-shirt the other day. And it was, like, so rad. So if I met you or re-met you at uh, at Big Wow Comics Fest, I really want you to understand, like, it was so appreciated that you said hello to me. So I know there's at least, like, five or six people that uh, that were were like, oh, dude, you know. It, <laughs> was, cool. it was freaking cool, man. Yeah, that's so, really awesome. Uh, so now to get off my little high horse and ego <laughs> trip there, uh, you know, it's basically, it's like any other convention. You had the you know, Artist Alley, you have sort of like a, uh, a bunch of comics creators there, a bunch of vendors. And um, and then you had this famous Monsters Pavilion and a lot of costumes, too. There were some really amazing that costumes. That was gonna be going to be my, on, my yeah. question here in a second, yeah. Yeah, I, I would actually say that um, the Big Wow Comics Fest had some really impressive costume stuff that I saw. And I, you know, most of that stuff takes place, like, almost in the lobby, whereas the mm -hmm. convention itself is... They, I, you know, no was convention it, so wants a, a bunch hotel? of people. No, it was in a, a convention, in a center. convention center. Okay. I want to say the San Jose Convention Center, but that might not be the actual name of it. The situation was that basically I was just going to go down there for a day, like kind of going back to the <laughs> original intro to the story. I was just going to go down for one day. I was going to fly <laughs> down, arrive Saturday morning, and then get picked up by my friend Dell, and then go to the show with Dell, be there for the day, and then head back to his place, crash overnight, and then take a flight the next morning back up to Portland. Mm -hmm. Like, literally 24 hours in, out, boom, done, gone. Yeah. 
Um, but then Dell and his brother Jonathan got asked if they wanted to help with the guests. And Ooh. so they got, uh, you know, upgraded. <laughs> their, <laughs> their situation got upgraded. And so that made things a little bit more complicated, but still everything worked out really well. And uh, what I ended up doing is I ended up staying for the entire show, pretty much. I, I left. I had to take off a little early on Sunday because I had to make find my own way back up to San Francisco because I'd flew into San Francisco. Anyway, really interesting stuff. Let me tell you all the details about... Did you stop at the gas station on the way? standby. No, I actually took the train. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I I won't go into all that stuff. But it was a really fun show. And uh, to be honest, like if they had, you know, Japanese guests, I would absolutely go down there again. Because flying down to San Francisco is like not that expensive, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so... It was uh the the first day of the show they had it was just you know standard convention things and then after the show they had a special screening of the 2014 Godzilla. Hmm. Oh, one of the people I didn't mention, August Ragoni was there selling his book too. Yeah. Cool, totally sold out of his book of the show, which is nice. That's great, and it's a great book. Oh yeah, totally. I have both editions right behind me. Anyway, um, so uh, it was all it was great to see august again he just visited so it was like hey long time no see yeah you know so uh uh but it was yeah and, and like seriously i know that the bay area has a lot of kaiju fans down there anyway so i got to see a lot of my friends chris mowry from idw was there <laughs> joshua from the Incoductic podcast was there it was cool it was a it was a fun time i would absolutely go back down again now for the costumes were there any kaiju-related costumes. Okay, so I did not see any kaiju-related costumes. Well, that's not true, actually. I'm kind of lying when I say that because there's a guy named Dennis Lancaster, Mm -hmm. and he has a uh, a Godzilla costume. It's very mascot-ish. You know, so it's not not plush and fuzzy. It's not a furry, but it's like, (laughs) it's made of like almost like felt. Right. Okay. But it's, I mean, I can show you pictures of it. Like, it's a cool costume. It's tall, super tall. It's like probably seven feet, if not taller. Wow. So is he looking through the neck? Yeah, totally looking through the neck. And uh, so he was there. And then I think Eric was there. This guy who goes by the name Megafant. And he's got his own Godzilla costume as well. Yeah, he was there too. Yeah. So they were both there. So I did see some Godzilla costumes. But those guys, the reason I was like, no, there are no kaiju costumes is because I know those dudes. I've seen them around before. They've had their costumes for quite some time. So, Mm -hmm. well, you know, when I think of cosplay, I think of like young children doing things, (laughs) not 50 year old guys. I don't know why. That I probably shouldn't have said 50 year old. I don't know for sure that they're, anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> they had special screenings. Famous monsters produced these special screenings, or not produced, but you know they put Presented, on, yeah, yeah uh, special screenings of the brand new Godzilla film. And then they asked the Japanese guests to come up and sort of introduce the movie. So August and the Japanese guests would be up there. And then um, the first night they did uh, screening Friday night, screening Saturday night. So the, I missed Friday nights. Another let's go back in time moment is that. I went to go see Godzilla right before flying down to San Jose. <laughs> yeah. Mm. We, we had the loud screening at the Roseway Theater, mm-hmm. right? So that was on Friday night. And 
people were like, oh, you should come down to Big Wow on Friday. I'm like, I can't. I have an event that I'm doing. So we did the loud screening, which started at 11, which means it didn't get out till 1. And then I had to go take Tiger home. And then I had to take Lady Kyle's cousin home. And then by the time we got back home and got in bed, it was probably around 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, boy. And then I was like, what time do I have to wake up? Oh, 5.30. So so Saturday, I was like super wiped out. Yeah. But it it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the you know when they're like oh you didn't come see the movie I was like well I'll walk in and I'll watch the guests intro the film but I do not will not <laughs> sit down in those seats and start falling asleep during Godzilla yeah <laughs> especially if I'm going to be sitting next to Satsuma right. or, you know so <laughs> it just took off I uh, bowed out said goodbye to a couple people and then I headed back to the hotel room and I just took a nap until it was time to meet up with those guys for dinner. And so we met up for dinner afterwards and that was a late night. Uh, and then the next morning I'm at breakfast with, uh, with Satsuma and with uh, Shigeko, the lady who is organizing everything. And I start talking to her about trying to organize a, trying to figure out when I can get an interview. And she's just like kind of going back and forth. And I was like, well, maybe at lunchtime when they break for lunch. And there was sort of this whole like, uh, we clearly should have figured this out yesterday. And I was like, ah, but everything was so busy yesterday. So Mm -hmm. and then she said, like, well, what about right now? Because there was like an hour before the show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, right now would be perfect. And she turned to Satsuma and asked him if he could do it. And he said yes. And he came, went back up to his hotel room, came back down. We had a perfect place to record like um so there's the lobby and then there's the next floor up which is the mezzanine Mm -hmm. so they had like a conference room and right outside the conference room they had these they had these uh couches and comfy chairs and so we just i just sat up there and hooked up all my stuff and we recorded uh jason varney big thanks to jason for translating for me he's a great interpreter by the way uh, so yeah, we recorded the, an hour long interview with that guy. So, and it was so much, so much awesome that I had to actually be like, I'm sorry, but I know you need to leave. Like, <laughs> like he was, oh, he, man. I'm sure like, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that if, if I saw him again and I said, Satsuma-san, another interview yeah. that he would be like, Oh yes, yes, and that's do awesome. It. Yeah, Great. it was really cool. Uh, and there was some there. You know, there was just a ton of really cool things going on at the convention. There were there was a panel each day. Um, and at first, I actually thought I was going to be involved in the panel. Which, when I was asked about it, I was like, I would be a fool to turn that down. But the first panel, like I, I got to the show. And there was only like two hours before the panel. And I was just like, I'm not even going to worry about it. And then I talked to August and he was like trying to figure out if we could get to this, get me in the second panel. And then I was just like, after a while, I was like, you know what? I don't need to be involved. <laughs> like you guys have it up. Yeah. You guys have that covered. And, uh, uh, so they had the first, the first day, it was cool because it was all three guests and they talked about their experiences and suit acting and what they had been doing, what they, you know, still do. And then the second day, that's when it got, like, uh, that's when the deep cuts came out. When they started, <laughs> like, like talking about stuff like Paul Gasari 
Ooh. And I was sitting there listening to August asking the questions, and I was like, I can't believe I didn't talk to him <laughs> about Bulgasari. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is why I need round two with with Ken Pachiro Satsuma. <laughs> but it was really fun. It was a it, it was just a blast. I actually can't wait to get into that interview and start editing it to editing it together mm-hmm. and making it into you know, the final product. Cause I think it's, it's going to be one of those things that I'm like, put up on a badge of honor <laughs> on my sash. Like nice. I interviewed Ken Pachiro Satsuma for an hour. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was a blast. And so, yeah, big wow was a lot of fun. And um, big thanks to uh, the organizers for giving me a press pass, letting me come down and cover it. Uh, big thanks to Dell and Jonathan for letting me crash in their room <laughs> and enduring my uh, my extreme snores. And uh, yeah, big thanks to Jim Cirinella and Shigeko for letting me be a part of it. And uh, yeah, thanks to everybody who came up and said something to me. That was just a blast. Totally awesome. fun. Did you ever imagine when you were a little kid that you would have been able to talk to the original Godzilla and the Heisei Godzilla actor? Nope. <laughs> nope. And actually, now I've interviewed all three Godzillas. Really? Yeah. Because technically oh, yeah. speaking, I interviewed Tom Kitagawa at last year's G-Fest, although yeah. it was a joint podcast interview right. with Wakasa. So eventually, I would love to do another singular interview with, with Wakasa and a singular interview with Kitagawa. Uh, but yeah, like I can say that. I've yeah. I've interviewed all three of like the main Godzilla guys. That's awesome. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, did Ben Furuya recognize you? Ben Furuya, thank you for asking that because that reminds me of what happened at the end. Because what happened, the deal was that Dell picked me up and brought me to the show. But on the ending, right? So the convention mm-hmm. ended at six and then they were going to go out to eat. And I was like looking at the flights because I did have to fly standby. The last flight to Portland was at, I think, like seven or eight or something like that. And I was like, ooh, that means I got to get to the airport around five or six, which is right when the show closes. So I felt really uncomfortable asking Dell, who's they're also like, you know, carting the guests around in, in, a, mm-hmm. in a van. I felt uncomfortable about asking them to take me back. So I just like figured out how to take the train from San Jose. I'm lucky that I could do that. So I took the train, mm-hmm. but I, I went and said my goodbyes. Right. <clears throat> and so I said goodbye to Satsuma. So goodbye to everybody. And then when I got to Furuya, he actually said, Kyle-san, good to see you again. And oh, I was just amazing. Like, That's so cool. That's great. <laughs> so good. That's so awesome. good. So yeah, the, uh, it was, I mean, seriously, I, I don't want to say like I had the most amazing weekend, but I had the most amazing weekend. <laughs> I mean, it was so good. Like, so yeah. I would absolutely do it again. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll do something similar next year. And, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, the way that the Japanese guests have been coming back to shows and doing more signings and appearances. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking later about what's happening at G Fest and what's happening at the uh, Son of Monster Palooza. So, it's really cool, and it's a great time to be a Godzilla fan, not just with the new movie, but with all the other stuff that's oh, going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, personally, I just really am I'm psyched to be to have the opportunity to meet these people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's amazing. Seriously, couldn't be happier with it. Let's play 
Uh, Rachel, you requested Mudo. It was me. Yeah. <laughs> you requested something from Alexander Desplat's Godzilla soundtrack. This is Muto Hatch. So what made you request Mudo Hatch? Did you just pick something at random? No, I actually, okay. I, I, this is silly, but I pulled up Amazon to listen to little samples real quick of the Godzilla 14 nice, nice. soundtrack. And that was the one where that's my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the movie yeah. where you're seeing them come out, you know, for the first time, yeah. and, you know, and the arms are coming up over the edge and... Totally, it's totally. Really cool. And I, I love that, that piece of music, just how it starts off and you're kind of going, oh, why'd you pick this? But then, and then <laughs> that's what just, Brian and, was saying. <laughs> I don't actually said it, but I read it on the faces. But then it just like kicks in and it sounds like 
like psycho and even kyle mm-hmm. kind of did the, yeah, the you the know motion, motion of the <laughs> knife. <laughs> yeah. yeah and because sounds so awesome and it, it it's sounds like the horror movie that i wanted in that film and that's oh, why i picked nice. that song so funny story at least as far as i'm concerned funny story is that when uh i got this right after the movie came out right so we went and mm-hmm. saw it and then the next day i bought the soundtrack so i want to say that night i went to go walk my dog hachi and mm-hmm. so i was like oh i should listen to the soundtrack while i walk the dog and like seriously walking down the street you know we hit that song and like i think even the the track before it and the track after it are also sort of like high tension music Mm -hmm. and so and of course the the initial song has that it's like really kind of ominous so Mm -hmm. you start off with ominous track and then you move into this like kind of scary music mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm sitting there walking the dog and i'm actually and actively got a little paranoid <laughs> nice like, walking faster walk faster like, looking around a little bit yeah. more making sure nobody was following me with a knife or a giant monster with sickle hands or anything <laughs> it was awesome Nice. Uh, yeah. So what did you guys think of the soundtrack? Cause that's the, ne- this really dovetails into our next segment, which is official Godzilla releases and merchandise. Speaking of the soundtrack mm-hmm. specifically. So personally, I kind of like it. It's not, I don't think it has too many memorable scenes uh, or tracks. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's got some good stuff in it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, listening to it by itself was, made me appreciate it a whole lot more uh it has a lot of old kind of john williamsy vibes from the mm, 70s you mm. can you know the the people have referenced jaws quite a lot during this movie and uh i think that the soundtrack definitely could there's, be considered a nod to jaws so. there aren't there definitely some tones where it's almost like dude and dude and yeah 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 it's 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 interesting it's a good but it's not like you know ripping off it's not you know yeah. Stealing something, yeah. but it's definitely evoking the same kind of feel. It's really good. I, I dig it. Yeah, I'd say there's probably like maybe four tracks out mm-hmm. of twenty or something that are in it. Is it, is it something close to 15 that? Fifteen or twenty, 15, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Four yeah. like I'd say there are like a handful that mm-hmm. I would actively play on the podcast for years to come. Yeah. You know, right. stuff that's memorable to me. But you know, yeah. That's uh like that opening song is great mm-hmm. yeah you know, the, i really like the opening when a uh, pacific rim came out i also bought the soundtrack to that and i'd have to say that the pacific rim soundtrack to me has much more listening value or re-listening value and i, I really enjoy like some of the stuff that is in pacific rim like i've said this before not ashamed to admit it like when i uh, make breakfast on Saturday and I'm making like waffles <laughs> and I put on the Pacific Rim soundtrack. I'm like, I am epically making those waffles. You know? it's, got, it's, got, it's, a, it's like the movie. It's a completely yeah. different vibe from Godzilla. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what other releases have there been? Well, since we're talking about music, let's talk about the Godzilla Smash game. Have either of you guys actually checked it out at all? I haven't played it. Okay. But- so. Uh, I am not a big gamer. Brian, you like the video games. I know, Rachel, you like classic mm. video games a lot, right? I, I like all video games. All video games, but okay. But I, 
I I am much more picky, and I'm a huge puzzle game genre fan. Oh, really? So that leads us into this game I've not played yet, but I've seen the teaser trailer, and I know Martin's talked about it because he met the guys that made the game, which yeah. you did too. Yeah, because when we went down to ground control for their Godzilla event, Martin was at something, some a sort of like event, film event where mm-hmm. filmmakers and multimedia professionals were around and the dudes who built the Godzilla game were at this event and he goes hey I'm going straight from this to ground control to this Godzilla event and my buddy Kyle who runs a podcast is going to be there you guys should come down mm-hmm. so I met them I met the three guys unfortunately I can't remember their names because I have a terrible me- terrible memory and they didn't have any business cards on them <laughs> it's possible someday that they might come onto the podcast and talk about making the game. But I was shocked when I found out that it was going to be a puzzle game like uh, mm-hmm. Candy Crush or something like right. that. Same here. I had no idea. But I have to say, it's entertaining. And I have cool. played it quite a bit, actually. <laughs> nice. In fact, That's I've played it so much that I'm on this one level. I'm, I'm terrible at video games, so don't make fun of me for only <laughs> being on level 15 or whatever. But like... I'm at the point right now where I'm like getting the puzzle pieces that you get. You have to, mm, I don't even know if I want to describe this whole thing, but you get a board filled with icons and those icons have to connect. Can we just say it's like Tetris because everybody knows what Tetris is or Bejeweled or Columns? Uh, There's similarities. We'll we'll say that. Because a board of icons is a little little vague <laughs> yeah sure sure just throwing it out there just throwing it out i don't know yeah. how to describe I mean, cool. yeah, no, you're not a gamer. Yeah. it's a puzzle game yeah you have so, to match colors medios like yeah. kind of it and the vibe i got from the trailer and how it was described to me who is that the this sound the of the game i see yeah. um is that now martin didn't describe it this right way because he might not have played medios on the nintendo ds but it sounds like Medios, sort of, if you've played Medios. I don't know what that is. It's a great little puzzle game. But I just plugged my phone in, so we're just mm-hmm. going to see what happens here when okay. I hit play. So I'm going to go to Tokyo. Oh, excuse me, I'm on level 20. Oh, wow. So that makes wow. me sound you a are... little little bit more involved here. <laughs> Pretty top-notch gamer there, sir. Yeah, no, no way. <laughs> plus, I also refuse to like post this on, like, connect it to my Facebook account. Oh, and I also yeah, refuse yeah. Oh, to, please don't. Yeah. I refuse to pay for things because this is a, yeah, this is a free game. Yeah. yeah, it's a free game. So you get to, you get to, uh, buy upgrades and so forth. And there's some yeah. really, really important upgrades that you can buy. There's one thing that'll actually tie the different things, different icons together. So, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to do me a favor and, uh, talk so I can play a little bit of this game. So. Does, so, are you trying to make any sort of certain shapes with playing this Not game? Not shapes. You have to. Or you so, all of these pieces on the board here are like they're basically four or five different icons. There's like a blue attack icon, a yellow attack icon. You play Godzilla, by the way. I should have mentioned right. that. Uh, blue, yellow, and orange attack icons. There's health icons, which are like the red hearts. And then there's also the nuclear charge icons so in order to get them to function and give you things you have to string together three in a row at least three in a row you can't do you can't do less than that it's better if you do more than that so 
Uh, just looking here at the board, what I would do is I would take these blue icons and I would link them up like this. Let's see. I want to do that. He seems to be swiping them together with his finger here. Yeah. And then you let go and, and it... And it know. tells you you're awesome. That's so great. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, every and time Godzilla's it does that, jumping. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I need that positive reinforcement. <laughs> <in my life." laughs> but yeah, so Godzilla will attack the opposing forces. In this case, it's two tanks and a jeep with a gun on it. So, uh, and, and so oh, basically. So doing things on the board makes Godzilla. Yeah, but okay. there's no sort of rhyme or reason to getting him to do certain things. And it's, in some ways, it's like a role-playing game where there's turns. It's a, right. I guess Ooh. I should say it's a turn-based game, turn-based puzzle sure. game. So, yeah. so I uh, Godzilla focuses on one thing at a time. You string some things together, let go, and it goes, and like he does some sort of attack. And you can't do a breath attack until your nuclear icon is all charged up. This guy over here, yeah. and it's you know. <clears throat> I gotta say, when I first heard about it, I was like, mm, I don't think that's gonna be for me at all. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of um, Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. And I don't like Candy Crush. <laughs> I've never played Candy Crush myself. Candy Crush, yeah, there's a. We don't need, to, we don't need to get into that. There's, a, there's <laughs> so, a long story behind Candy Crush. But yeah, so the deal is that it reminded me of Candy Crush, and I was like, lame, I'm not doing that. And so there's another game too, I think called First Strike, which you play as the uh, paratroopers. But I heard that that game oh, wasn't very good. Yeah, it's it's based, it looks horrible. I watched a video of some of it today um, on YouTube, and um, part of the problem is the guy playing it is annoying. But um, <laughs> which you run into with a lot of gaming well, that won't gameplay happen videos. <laughs> but I, uh, but yeah, you you. <laughs> It looks very simplistic and you, yeah, come in as a paratrooper and have to avoid buildings and you land and you're getting through and, um, and it just, um, the graphics don't look very good. It looks like just something they threw together cheaply to. Oh, see, that's what I, that's how, that's how I I felt about the Pacific Rim game. Yeah. Which was a fighting game and I played it until I got sick of it. On the Xbox, yeah. I actually paid ten dollars yeah. for it. I, actually, That's I think I've I think I've paid more money for Pacific Rim merchandise than I have for the new Godzilla merchandise. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I thought I'd bring that up, but uh, yeah, <laughs> talking about the video games, yeah, that seemed that seemed yeah, but I mean, rushed. honestly, most movie games are like that. They're just That's doing true. it to get some extra bucks. Yeah, you know. Well, one thing, speaking of games, one thing that I'm a little disappointed that nobody has done yet is an updated version for the current and the next-gen consoles of, like, Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee, Save the Earth. Yeah. I was really bummed that there was never an Xbox 360 game, because that's my platform, Mm -hmm. like, that I could fight other monsters. I just yeah. have to go back to save mm-hmm. the earth and, and destroy all monsters melee for that stuff, yeah. which is still fun, but the graphics aren't as exciting. It's <laughs> right. Listen to my complaints. <laughs> it doesn't take up my full screen on my widescreen <laughs> setup. So anyway, just the, <laughs> the whole thing, it makes me wish they, somebody would, yeah. you know, come out and say, I don't know. We know this game is exactly like the other games that came out. You know, we're not doing anything super innovative with these, but haven't you wanted a new version of this yeah. game? You know, like 
put the new Godzilla in it. Put more monsters in it. You know, put customizable take- monsters, please. <laughs> You well, can put, you know, pretty hats on Godzilla and change the skin make color. him carry a balloon around. Make, <gasps> make oh. Pigmon carry a pink <laughs> balloon around. Pink <laughs> balloon attachment. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell you a funny story later when we're not on the podcast about Pigmon. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So we had talked about the video games a little bit, you know, and we talked about the soundtrack. Uh, there were also some book releases uh, what do you guys want to talk about first? The comic? Yeah, let's sure. do Awakening first. Okay, so Godzilla Awakening. So it was written by Max Borenstein and Greg Borenstein. Uh, and then it's got uh, several artists in it. Eric Battle, Yavel Guiche. He worked on Tales from Year Zero, the Pacific Rim book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Kwa and Lee Luridge. Uh, and all those guys did uh, the interiors for this. And then, of course, Art Adams did the cover. And, you know, I guess my review of this is that uh, Godzilla Awakening is okay. It's not really anything to write home about. I definitely am glad I didn't read it before seeing the movie. And I'm not sure that I would say it's uh, it helped or hurt the film in any way. The only thing that it did... Spoiler alert, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the new Godzilla film, skip past 30 seconds with your scrubber tool. <laughs> but uh, in the movie, Sarazawa shows Admiral, I think, Stens, right. his watch. And then he's like, tells him that it stopped at the Hiroshima bombing. Mm-hmm. In the movie, you get the feeling that Sarazawa's father was killed right. in, mm-hmm. in you know, the Hiroshima bombing. Yeah. But... Clearly, in this book, he survived, and so he just mm-hmm. kind of kept, I guess, just right. kept the watch well, he, yeah, he as was... a memento to remember. Yeah, right. You know, the book, I don't want to go into the details of the book, but the presentation is nice. It's a hardback book, probably about 40 pages, maybe, mm-hmm. if I had to guess. That's a, uh, yeah, it's Something like that, 30 pages? Maybe a little bit longer than that. The in section of it has some, like, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff and sketch work. And oh, that's, yeah, like that's that. cool. And there's some good artwork in it, but my biggest complaint about the book is not about the writing, it's about the artwork. Now, Eric Battle is the guy I was talking about earlier before we started recording. He worked on some of the Green Lantern comics, Mm -hmm. and actually in the run that I read, I think it's Rebirth, not sure, please don't get upset Green Lantern fans, but what he was doing in Green Lantern, I really liked. When he works with human characters in a human environment... He does a great job, and I love his style. But, like, something about the way he was doing these monsters, and specifically the other, I guess I'll just say the other Muto. The Muto, yeah. Uh, I didn't really care for it. And there was a lot, you showed me something. It was like, what's going on in this picture? And I, yeah, I mean, I, it's there's hard a panel to say. I couldn't figure out the geography of what was going on. Uh, I loved the way the monster looked. Like, it looked pretty cool. It was, it kind of looked like Alien from, from the movie Alien. But that panel in particular, I was just like, I, I have no idea what's going on in this panel. So. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's my biggest complaint about the book is like the art style sometimes is a little too. It's, it's a little too hard to see, busy. hard to figure out what's going on. It mm-hmm. seems very busy in some of the panels too, where it's tough to yeah figure out. There's a lot of extra lines and yeah, it's know. yeah, it's almost it's not. I wouldn't call it a sketchy style, but it's definitely not super crisp and clean. Somewhere yeah, in between clean. those right. two styles, yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, it just kind of makes it hard to figure out what's going on in, in some cases. And I actually had to read it sort of twice to really get the story. It's cool. I mean, I'm glad they did one. Uh, I was actually not expecting it to be the story that it was. I was expecting them to <laughs> have, uh, you know, maybe some, some other different kinds of monsters and it was this sort of like this weird cobra bug thing yeah it was, yeah it was strange and again because the art was l- not super clean it was tough to tell what what the mudo was what it looked like or the i think uh serizawa in the comic calls it the shinomura yeah so yeah. um <clears throat> but it was it was tough to figure out what it was but uh i don't i don't want to sound too critical though i did think it uh the art did look kind of cool, and uh, the story was pretty cool. So. Oh yeah, there's but there's like maybe four or five pages that are like stunning. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, just like amazing. There's one page in particular that I looked at it and I was like, mm, where does Eric Battle sell his original comic <laughs> artwork? And I started looking that up online. Can I guess it to what page it was? Yeah, which one? Well, there's a scene where it's Godzilla in the center, and there's little frames all yeah, around him. Yeah, that's the of, one. Oh, okay. yeah, that's that the coolest was, frame. Really that's what I thought. That yeah, yeah cool. I thought the same yeah, it's thing. It's a really good. It's um, a really good page. Congratulations on yeah. pegging <laughs> my likes. Exactly. I I thought it, there was one idea in there that I thought was neat. That just I guess reminds me of a lot of superhero comics, particularly the Flash. Um, is there's kind of a museum or science research facility or something that they go oh, into yeah. that shows some a, of the other oh, monsters yeah, 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 yeah. from yeah. over the years. It's the Bat Cave of yeah. There was a gorilla in that, that kind of on stuff. the side, like a king. I know, right? Or so. Gorilla Grodd. No, just kidding. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Since I brought up the Flash, I would um, say technically you, that's fine because it's Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers owns DC. Hey, so you well, got your. I there. probably nailed it then. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Nice should they nice do work. a crossover of DC versus Godzilla? Can we see that movie? Oh, that you know Let's there just was keep a it comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you know what is the story with that? Actually, I mean, we don't have to talk about it. I would love to figure out like who gets to produce the following sequels. You know, like is it is Warner Brothers going to be involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Or is it more going to be legendary? Because Legendary is now with, this is something I said on a different podcast, and I'm going to say it even though I know it's probably not going to come true. You know who Legendary partnered with now? No, I didn't. Universal. Oh. You know what Universal has access to? The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Of course you'd say that, yes. (laughs) And you know what I was going to say, right? Jaws. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are going to have to go a little bigger. (laughs) Frankenstein? Frankenstein? Dracula. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. For Jeff, the bride of uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> I almost said the bride of Dracula. You guys are he thinking small that. scale. I'm talking about so, kaiju. Oh yeah, duh. Universal kaiju. Well, it's it's way it's way obvious, but King Kong. King yeah. Kong. Oh my god, King Kong. <laughs> I love King Kong. So just the idea that if Legendary is working with universal and universal has access to king kong i love is there any possibility for there to be a king kong versus godzilla remake oh my gosh there's probably not though right i mean we we as nerds super nerds would love it right but i mean there's so many things that could go wrong with that it's just a and plus i don't know 
what the status of Godzilla is and who gets to make those, those sequels. Anyway, uh, the other, the other big release that I wanted to talk about specifically in this episode was the, uh, the book Godzilla, the art of destruction, which is the behind the scenes sort of like showing the design concepts of the film. And I pre-ordered that book a long time ago, like as soon as it was announced and then it got, reissued in the pre-order status so i had to like they amazon canceled my order and i freaked out for a second i was like what are you talking about and then i found it on amazon reordered it and i i got it and it is a beautiful 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 book i actually took it down to san jose with me and uh had maybe about that the train ride was the only time i got to like actually look at the look at the book but man such good stuff going on in that book. And I love seeing some of the designs, the rejected designs for the Muto, more so than the Godzilla rejected designs. But, I mean, there's... I would oh, highly they, suggest... Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. That's really cool if stuff. If you listeners liked the Godzilla film, I really, really think that you should get this book. If it's anything like the Pacific Rim book, once it's gone, it's going to be really difficult to get. Mm-hmm. So, get it. <laughs> it's got some good stuff in it. How about that big yeah. giant fold out oh center forward page? <laughs> yeah, let's keep it family it, it friendly. Was, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. So good. It, it's really cool. Yeah. And I love those, these, I mean, I've got a giant stack of these kinds of books in my, mm-hmm. uh, in my bookshelf downstairs. I've got art of, you know, all the Star Wars movies yeah. and like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, I got a gift. It was gifted to me the art of Avatar, which is still pretty cool, even though mm-hmm. the movie's not my cup of tea. It's a beautiful movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's seeing this kind of stuff is this is like, I look through this book and I go, God, I should have been a concept artist. I should have like <laughs> figured that stuff out. Yeah. I should have glommed on to the digital art craze. It's like as soon as it happened and I just should have really, really applied myself because some of the things these guys do just blow my freaking mind. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. I would definitely suggest out of all the things we've talked about for the movie, the art of destruction is the best release that they've made. Yeah. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then apparently it's getting released on Blu-ray and DVD uh, September 24th, so we already know how long we have to wait (laughs) until that comes out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think we talked long enough about this stuff, and I think it's time to move on to the news. But before that, we are going to play a track that was requested by Brian here. That's right. Now, which track are we playing? Well, I have mentioned two tracks to you. Uh, today, so that is true. I'm not sure which direction you're gonna go now. I was going to make everyone listen to the end theme from Godzilla '85, <laughs> but I realized I've also made Kaiju Cast listeners listen to the awful Devo version of "Words Get Stuck in My Throat." So, uh, I I guess I would vote for the opening theme song from King Kong Escapes. Okay, so we are going to play Akira Ifukabe's opening titles to king kong escapes from 1967 and uh as soon as that's done we're going to come back with the news
United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. We do have a bunch of news to cover in this particular episode, and it's not all Godzilla 2014 related, which is cool, but it's still, you know, we're... More stuff's coming out, so more more news here. So we're going to kick things off with a link in the show notes to thehollywoodreporter.com, where they have an article about legendary pictures and their attempts to get the the lawsuit between them and their producers who were involved with the Godzilla film at some point in yeah. some capacity. They're trying to get that claim thrown out. And so I'd skim through it, and man, you know what I don't like legal stuff <laughs> legalese i don't yeah. do you, you know i should have had you check it out <laughs> i would have loved to read it and summarize it done a memo on it for you okay maybe for the next episode maybe for the <laughs> next time they release information about it I'll, I'll i'll push it off to you i work in the legal field for the listeners <laughs> yeah, so, so we're we're not going to talk too much about that but basically i I couldn't get any sort of like bead on whether or not they've actually made any progress. I just know that Legendary is trying to have the claim thrown out. And it'll be interesting. I would actually be really interested. Not, I don't know if I would want to talk to those producers, you know, have some sort of like scathing expose on the Kaiju cast or anything. <laughs> but I would, I just kind of want to know, like, what is the deal? Is Legendary saying that these guys only helped at the beginning and then they were like useless and they that's why they fired them or did they not like them as people you know it's just kind of one of those things that i don't know that much about yeah. so. typical office drama drama yeah yeah they got caught with their hand in the kit i'm just kidding uh <laughs> so uh we're gonna move on <laughs> august Ragoni's blog the good the bad the godzilla has an article about toho studios brand new mural of the heisei godzilla uh, which was painted by Masao Hanawa and the unveiling that had both Akira Takarada and Gareth Edwards there to, to help unveil it. It is amazing. You guys have seen the photos of that, oh, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It looks so cool. Oh my gosh. Gorgeous. So cool. The funny thing when we went there, uh, we actually walked up the street that has that big building, mm -hmm. but there was nothing on the building at the time. So I was like looking through my photos and seeing if like which building it was and i figured out exactly which one has the Godzilla mural oh, on it nice. so so next time i go back to japan i will <laughs> be able to take a picture in front of it before and after photo yeah exactly um and then so uh moving on uh to the next thing segueing into another artistic endeavor uh sci-fi japan tv episode 17 which is called Godzillustrator Yuji Kaida, which I should probably take Bob to task on that name because that's terrible. Uh, but you guys know who Yuji Kaida is? He's like a really famous illustrator, uh, painter in Japan, and he does amazing stuff. In fact, I'm just going to grab something. This is a collection of postcards. This is obviously for Brian and Rachel and not for the listeners. But uh, this is a collection of postcards, and he did a majority of this collection uh, so you can see his amazing work just mm. sort of like, here, I'll reach over and hand that to you. You know, when I think of like my favorite Godzilla artists and painters, I think of number one is, uh, That's awesome. I think it's Noriyoshi Orai, the guy who painted all the Heisei artwork posters, yeah, yeah, like yeah. those things. Whew, 
Oh, yeah. Really amazing. Amazing. But Yuji Kaida is right up there. I mean, this guy does fantastic work. And so he had an, an exhibition at a coffee shop, I think, in Japan. And like just watching this, it's amazing. You should watch the video. The video itself isn't like crazy awesome. I mean, it's, it's good. And, but it's an actually the best part about it is the interview with him. Yuji Kaida is a tried and true kaiju fan from Japan. And his, his outlook on, on kaiju is amazing. And like just listening to him talk and then thinking about going to see his artwork on display, his original artwork, I actually got like a little, emotional just thinking about it i was like <laughs> yeah i was like oh my yeah. gosh this is like this would be art that moves me without a doubt so i'll have a link in the show notes to the sci-fi japan episode i highly suggest you check it out just because you know those guys need all the support that they can muster yeah and these are uh i'm looking at these postcards for the uh for the audience they're uh they're amazing and i've seen a lot of this art as promotional materials for the Heisei series mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. on other things like uh, this blue one in particular. Oh, yeah, that's like a Godzilla's soundtrack. profile with mm -hmm. a lightning bolt. And then in the foreground, it's sort of got, uh, it's got the, him walking through some buildings. It's like the 93 suit. Uh, yeah, that was on, that was a big soundtrack like that I've got from an early Godzilla convention. So that's cool. I do recognize a ton of these. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. a really talented guy. I mean, I've, He's got a book coming out. When um when I get it, I'll probably talk about it as well. Uh, it's all about his artwork. Anyway, moving on to the next uh, item on our news list: Godzilla: The IDW Era is a book that's coming out from IDW, uh, and they have details on SciFiJapan.com about that. Um, they don't really know what to talk about about it except uh, the kaiju cast is mentioned in the uh, in the foreword from Chris Mowry. Uh... So. Make sure you buy that. Like buy, buy like a hundred copies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. But I'm <laughs> yeah, so. And actually, talking about Godzilla and IDW, I've been really happy with the end result of like we've gotten some really quality comics. We've got mm -hmm. some comics that aren't super awesome, but uh, some of the things that have come out of IDW, I just really love. Oh yeah, yeah. I so agree. like. I, I mean, Half Century War is a shining beacon of light to Godzilla comics. Mm -hmm. I think it's the best Godzilla comic ever produced in America for wow. sure. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, that it's good stuff. Thing. I like it better than uh, I actually do like it better than the the Godzilla color special from Art Adams, which is oh, yeah. second. <laughs> I mean, that's a really <laughs> amazing comic. Anyway, uh, so I'll have a link in the show notes to that preview that they have on Sci-Fi Japan. We also uh, are going to talk right now about something else on Sci-Fi Japan, which is an article about the unmade American sequel to Godzilla 2000, which is called Godzilla Reborn, which was written by Michael Schlesinger. I think I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. Maybe. And maybe. It's probably something like Michael Smith. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who is basically in charge of bringing Godzilla 2000 to the theaters. So they made a whole bunch of different decisions to change Godzilla 2000 to what it was that, you know, Americans saw in the yeah. theatrical version, which was still very similar, but they tightened things up a little bit, changed some stuff. They rewrote. Re yeah. They re-edited yeah. a little bit. Too. Yeah, totally. So he, he had this idea for, um, for a, a Godzilla sequel to be produced in America. 
and they were going to set it in Hawaii. And uh, it sounds pretty interesting. But overall, Brian, what did you what did you think about it? It uh, there's a lot of cool ideas, and uh, especially he wanted to cast, or he he at least wrote the script for a cast that would include like Christopher Lee and Leonard Nimoy, and yeah. he was he was definitely shooting for the moon on that. Uh, but that would have been great. That would have been so cool. Or could you say shooting for the stars? Sorry, shooting with the stars. Um, but points to Rachel yeah. for for winning that round. It's uh, it sounds kind of interesting. I did enjoy the uh, Godzilla 2000 translation that that guy did. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was a a fun movie, especially to see it on the big screen. That was a real treat uh, back when that came out. And, yeah. Um, and I I really enjoyed uh the the father character and his daughter as they like kind of like tracked Godzilla around. I thought that was really cool. All that all that all the stuff that guy did I thought worked. But as but far this, as the sequel, the his, sequel, his the sequel, yeah, the sequel. I, I it seems like it sounded more like a disaster movie. It it seemed a little weird. Now I haven't read the script. I'd love to read the script and give it you know a real critical look over but yeah yeah um from just what that interview uh has it seems like it could very well have been a little bit of a train wreck but (laughs) i digress it did sound like it had some cool ideas yeah i would i would really i would reserve my judgment until i actually read it so yeah i think at one point in the interview because it's an interview with steve rifle and I think at one point in the interview, Steve mentions something like you're choosing the elements of a kaiju film and satirizing them. Mm-hmm. And it totally sounds like satire. Yeah. Like it sounds like a comedy, essentially. And then uh, Schleisinger is like, oh, no, it's not satirical. But it, that's totally how it reads to it me. Does, yeah, to it, me, it reads satirical. Just the the elevator pitch for the storyline totally comes off like a weird parody. So it sounds kind of like you know somebody is like, "Hey, would, it'd be cool, it'd be funny to make a Godzilla movie today, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we could like have all the classic Godzilla tropes, singing fairies, <laughs> and like." scientists and you know who can't solve the problem and military guys who can't hit the target and like you're choosing all the unintentionally funny aspects of the godzilla films you know what makes them campy and i think that's what i didn't i I don't want to say i didn't like it but like that's what struck me as kind of odd and like kind of took me aback like i don't know if i'd want to deal with that so much so sorry not for sale in my book (laughs) i'm not not interested in that but anyway so godzilla it's an interesting article nonetheless a great interview by steve rifle so definitely go check it out especially if you are someone who likes knowing about the unmade godzilla properties here in america and according to that article toho actually agreed to it Yeah. yeah yeah but the guy who was in charge of uh sony at the time was just kind of like no why would i want to do that yeah kind of like it's not big enough you know exactly exactly (laughs) anyway it's a great read though it's a good interview so yeah totally now let's talk about some new releases coming out nika the company who's made this uh little godzilla figure here there this is the six inch tall or 12 inches long figure and they recently posted photos uh, i think i even talked about it on an episode of their 12 inch tall 24 inch long figure uh just the other day they actually put out uh, more photos of it so you can actually see some really significant detail of it so i'll have a link in the show notes to uh nika's website where you can check that out that 
figure includes sound as well. Uh, speaking of Nika, there's a 20 inch tall knife head figure. I think we talked about this right after the San Diego Comic-Con episode from last year, uh, which is when the very first sculpt was sort of seen by the public. This thing looks amazing. I'm personally not going to get it just because I already have too much Pacific Rim stuff. You could never have too much Pacific <laughs> Rim stuff, Kyle. Well, if they keep making these six inch <laughs> figures, I'm absolutely going to keep buying them. But the 20, 18 to 20 inch figures, I just don't need them. <laughs> you don't need every size, I guess. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I guess. I'm just going to focus on Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Focus on that. That's but, true. Uh, so they've got uh, a really great image gallery showing that stuff on, on their website as well. Obviously, a link in the show notes to the Nika website. Also, speaking of high-end Godzilla merchandise in America, Sideshow Collectibles is doing a Godzilla statue. Really? You, you guys know how much those things cost? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like $400 <laughs> mm-hmm. plus dollars for uh-huh. those, those statues. Well, they are running a contest right now through July 15th, so you can enter to win. You can put my name down. Own. Yep, it's fine. <laughs> sure, sure. It. Or, you know, you could do it yourself. You could follow the link in the show notes directly to their contest page, Rachel. But, you know, it's kind of easier when other people do it for you. <laughs> I would agree. So as soon as you... Yeah, there, yeah, you know, yeah. So <laughs> listeners, what Rachel really wants to do is she wants you guys to enter. You want to give them all yeah, your personal will, email address? <laughs> I will... An address? Let you, yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that after you win it for me. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, so she wants you guys to enter for her, but, you know, put your own information. And then when you win it, just contact then we can me and then I'll tell her that, that yeah. you want it for her. Yes. Ridiculous. And then she'll Ridiculous. send you a photo of her smiling. I was going <laughs> to say a photo of me with the sideshow. Oh, right, figure. right, right. Um, Blurry photo. As a <laughs> <laughs> prize for your hard work in making this. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult to fill out a web form. So don't give it too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, another awesome thing, a much more affordable awesome thing is coming out. And that is the Mechagodzilla bottle opener. That'll be released. That looks so cool. (laughs) That is coming out in October. And I might have to get an extra one of those to put in the prize pack. And give it to me. Rachel, Again, so, really, really good lord! <laughs> if anyone wants to send in anything to Rachel, just go ahead and send it. Just send all the Godzilla-related things. I don't think you, you need like. a Mecha Godzilla bottle no. opener because I'm pretty sure you have a really kick-ass Jaws bottle opener. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Okay. That a certain awesome Kaiju Cast host may or may not have gotten for us. Yep. He did. Mm-hmm. Let's just yeah. eliminate yeah. The, the question there. He did. <laughs> Why did you phrase it that way? <laughs> uh, we're coming up at the end of our news items. Uh, just a couple of things I just want to say. Uh, one, a listener to the show, Brian Clutter, has written a book called Titans of Toho, an unauthorized guide to the Godzilla series and the rest of Toho's giant monster films. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to where you can buy that book. Uh, and another book that just came out and it is incredible is the art of Japanese monsters. Yes. Which is this poster book written by Sean Lincoln back. 
The Art of Japanese Monsters. Mm-hmm. Hardback book. Beautiful pages filled with poster art. Uh, and actually, if all goes well, I'm going to be using that phrase a lot in the next like few years, I think. If all goes well, I should be interviewing him at G-Fest, specifically about this book. Cool. Great. Great book. Definitely pick it up. Links in the show notes to all of that stuff. Uh, we are going to move on to some housekeeping stuff. The first thing I wanted to talk about is pickled ginger. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, pickled ginger. You know what I'm talking about, right, Brian? I'm my brain is the trivia. Slowly. The okay, trivia. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So pickled ginger is a new segment that we're going to do on the podcast, where in episode 111, I think it was. I I don't remember numbers well, but yeah, it was 111 it because was it was our daikaiju. <laughs> it was our daikaiju discussion episode, and basically, uh, because we talked for a long time about Godzilla 2014, I read some trivia questions, and Brian cleaned <laughs> freaking house. Not like there were any prizes or anything. Oh I no, get there competitive. was. You got a you got a hug. That's you true. got a big hug at the end of the night. So I get really competitive. Yeah. So what we're gonna do. <laughs> Is we are going to, uh, we're going to start doing that on the regular after our Daikaiju discussion, uh, during our Daikaiju discussion episodes, but after we actually do the discussion and read all the homework, it'll be a palate cleanser, hence pickled ginger, palate cleanser before we get into the news. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, like I don't have enough stuff to do for the podcast, I figured, hey, this is a cool way for me to get, uh, the listeners to provide some more content and, it might be a fun way for the listeners to uh, get some... Stump some, Brian. Yes, Stump <laughs> Brian. Stump Brian. I would actually... I don't know how I would go about it. I would love to be able to participate in it because I don't think that's even possible because all the yeah. emails come into me and I'd already see it. So if we can figure out a way to do that, maybe we could have like a trivia off where it's me versus Brian. Maybe you can snail mail <laughs> trivia Jeff. questions and you write on the outside of the envelope trivia question. So Kyle can only <laughs> open it or have somebody else open it and read it. And then you, Kyle won't know the answer. For Rachel's eyes only. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's a, there's actually, there's a, uh, on the contact page, for the Kaiju cast, there's a brand new drop down menu option called pickled ginger. So if you, if you want to submit five or six questions, we do, we're going to do five every time. So if you want to submit like six, I don't know, maybe even seven questions in case somebody else has already asked one of the questions you've got, uh, we'll, we're just going to go in order. The first person that sends in five questions is going to be the first set of questions that's read during uh right after our extra matter space discussion discussion yeah so uh i think it sounds like a lot of fun hopefully it it actually is a lot of fun and actually takes (laughs) off it'll be really lame listeners if no one submits questions yeah so (laughs) true make sure we get some cool they don't even have to be good but they just have to be kaiju related so yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. there you go that's our that's our uh that's our housekeeping item we're going to move on to catastrophic events. Uh, June 28th, Godzilla Night in San Leandro, California is happening. And I think the best person to talk about that is the organizer of the event, Mr. Bob Johnson from Bay Area Film Events and SciFiJapan.com. Thank you. This is our third Godzilla Night 
Of course, you were at the first two, and uh, unfortunately, you can't make this one. That is, it is unfortunate, because you have some cool things going on, for sure. We do. And actually, we're doing some more Skyping stuff on this one, too. But um, as far as live in the theater, we're showing Godzilla versus Biollante, which will be very cool. Awesome. We were initially talking about this, and the, the owner of the theater was uh, asking if we wanted to do that or if we wanted to do uh, the original Godzilla. And I thought, wow, it would be cool to do the original Godzilla. And then I noticed it was playing everywhere. It really is <laughs> playing everywhere, yeah. yeah. It played so, in three different theaters here in Portland. Yeah, yeah. It was like a couple different here, and the Paramount Theater in Oakland did it like less than a year ago. So, yeah, so we went with Biolante because uh, it hasn't been shown basically ever here. I was just shown in L.A., but uh, that was about it, I think. Yeah, good across call. Across the country, so uh, it should be a treat to see that on the big screen. And then, of course, this year we've got Big Pimp Jones returning. So, awesome. Uh, Keith Foster and crew. <laughs> Kaiju cast and favorites. They'll be, uh, they'll be playing a little mm-hmm. longer. We're only doing one movie this year. Okay. Uh, because things went really long the last couple of years. So... Uh, I can definitely attest to that happening. (laughs) It was a late, late night. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, it was funny because when we did our last show, um, I had someone come up to me and say, hey, whoever's idea it was to go with one movie this year on Godzilla Night, thank you. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. So, uh, so yeah, but, you know, because we got one movie, then we've got enough time for a lot of other cool stuff. So, yeah, we're going to have Big Pimp Jones. They're going to be playing... Uh, I think they played about a half hour last year. They'll play about an hour this year. And uh, Keith's all hyped up with that, so he's getting some cool stuff together. And then uh, we're going to do uh, – oh, we will have Steve Rifle there also, who uh, I'm sure Kaiju Cast listeners are familiar with. Another uh, favorite. Author of, uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Japan's mm-hmm. famous mo- favorite Monstar and uh, producer of the extra content and – and all that for the DVDs from Classic Media and the uh, upcoming a bunch book other companies. About so, Honda. Uh, he's going to be there. Richard Pusateri from uh, LA, he's also going to be there. I think what we're going to do is a little uh, three way up on stage talking about the new movie and the history of Godzilla and that. And uh, that should actually be pretty interesting because I think on the new movie, all three of us have like totally different views. So, uh, cool. Should be pretty good. That's Could be awesome. like a big tag team match. I like it. Are you gonna it's gonna have like uh, different monsters represented up there, being your tag team partners? <laughs> well, you know, we've got uh, Eric Yee and Dennis Lancaster. They always bring out their uh, their suits. I was uh, just so talking have, about uh, those guys. Maybe a couple <laughs> yeah. different Godzillas. We'll have Gamera. Nice, few others, nice. So. Should be cool. That's awesome. And um, then we're gonna do a couple Skypes, and uh, we're gonna talk to Sean Lincoln back about his uh, Art of Monsters book that just came out. Oh, we were just looking through that. Totally, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, man. I, you know, I, I think I blew it. I ordered the big deluxe copy, so I haven't gotten mine yet. No, dude, I think that big deluxe copy is probably worth the money. I mean, it sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, it's worth the money. It's probably worth the wait, too. But it's like, I see everybody on Facebook, I got my book, I got my book. It's like, yeah, I don't have mine yet because I'm... <laughs> Wait you've, for the big hoopty doopty one, but you've waited this long. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't seen posters before, right? Right, right. I'm definitely looking forward to it. So yeah, we'll talk to him about about the book, and then we're also going to talk to uh, John Decentes about his uh, Ifukube tribute concert coming up. Excellent. We're going to be talking so about like, that in a little bit too. 
That's awesome. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know, the show's on the 28th, and I think his concert's like, what, just about a week or a little over a week after that? Uh, yeah, it should be two weeks away. Two weeks away. Yeah. Because yeah. so, it'll, be, uh, it'll be Saturday the 12th of July. Yeah, so all the info should be fresh in his mind. He should be able to give us some scoops, and uh, either that or he'll be totally exhausted and won't be able to talk, but... <laughs> <laughs> We'll figure out which one. Awesome. Very cool, and man. Then, uh, we've got we've got some cool prizes. We've got uh, vendors there. We don't have a big room where we can do a big old dealer's room, but uh, but we have some quality versus quantity. Uh, Kevin D'Antonio will have a table there, and he's been amassing quite a few really cool Godzilla goods, not just for the raffle we're doing, but also just for sale at the theater. And then uh, Kimono My House will be back there. Very and awesome. Bring out just like classic Godzilla stuff that you probably haven't seen in years, if ever. And uh, we've got a really cool, I was at Big Wow and I was like wandering around and I saw this guy. He had a really cool gimmick. He was doing sketches of the different monsters from Godzilla and Ultraman. Yeah. And on his table, he had a replica of Ultraman's warning light, the three minute timer. <laughs> So what he does is he starts the timer and he's got three minutes to do you a sketch. Oh, that's awesome! So <laughs> he has to do the... the sketch before the warning light goes off. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's a really good idea. I like that. So I I, I saw him. I said, "Man, just you got to come out to the show. You got to come out." So, oh, so you know, is he doing stuff? Is he actually going to be doing some sketches there? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's he'll awesome. War- he'll have the warning light there and he'll be doing the sketches at the table <laughs> and you can go up there and. Pay him to do a three-minute sketch. And it's not, you know, it's not some cheap three-minute sketch. He does some pretty detailed stuff in that three minutes. So That's awesome, man. Uh, I can't wait yeah, to see the results from that. It's pretty cool to watch. We'll probably, I'll, I'll have to, like, bring a camera and just, you know, tape him doing stuff. Tape him? <laughs> Record him doing stuff. <laughs> I just aged myself about 20 years. I <laughs> <laughs> got the old Super 8. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We're going to film him. <laughs> Right on, dude. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah, you know, we'll put the, put that up on the site and stuff. We're trying to add as much cool stuff as we can. You know, one thing is uh, I just got an extra copy of uh, the Art of Destruction book. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Too. You're like, <laughs> you're hitting on all these points that we've discussed in the podcast. So it's very, it's very good. I'm glad you're on for this. Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah, so I got this extra copy and I was thinking, what can I do with this book? I mean, we always do the prize drawings. <clears throat> excuse me, pull the tickets and give out prizes. But I thought, man, this is a cool book. And, there's, you know, someone's got to do more than just sit there and read numbers off their ticket to earn this thing. So I think I think what we're going to do, and people can get ready for this, is we're going to have people come up on stage, and whoever has the best Godzilla ringtone on their phone <laughs> is going to get this book. So you have some time to prepare, listeners. That's right. <laughs> you and, you know, a don't over just week. come up there with like Godzilla's roar, or don't just come up there with the Godzilla theme song. I mean, everybody's got that on their phone, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So you know, let me uh, let me pull out my phone for a second. So you got to do something like uh, how about this one? I don't know. Could you hear that at all? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so do something like that. Or even if you have like... Uh... 
Yeah. There you go, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Be original. Bring bring some cool stuff. Whatever whatever it might be. That sounds really fun, man. And I'm sorry, I'm uh, not going to be making it down. But man, I feel like I've been to San Francisco a million times already this year. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know, a million and one is okay. That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, so like I say, you know, we're we're just trying to, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna come up with some other stuff. When you go to the Bal Theater in San Leandro, first thing you try to do is look for food around there. So uh, we're gonna talk to. We may bring out like a food truck or. Uh, or something. We'll oh, get we'll get something idea. out there for food too. Mm-hmm. Should get like a sushi food truck out there. Uh, we could. Or there's actually there's a company I'm trying to get a hold of that uh, uh, they're called Dead Dogs, and they actually it's a hot dog truck, but they serve hot dogs out of a hearse. Oh, very cool. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it would actually go over really well there too. That's yeah. Awesome. So yeah, we'll, we'll find something cool and get out and get them out there so people don't starve during the show yes yes no that's awesome man that sounds really cool and i'm glad you guys are doing it again yeah you know it gets a little bit bigger every year so you know we're hoping that uh, with a new movie and the anniversary and and just the track record so far that you know we'll get a pretty good crowd out there and uh you know as long as it keeps growing we'll keep doing it very very cool man well thanks for coming on the show and talking about the the upcoming godzilla night three yeah no problem i mean if people want more info they can go to uh bayareafilmevents.com or they can hit us up on facebook at facebook slash events. there's also an event page for uh godzilla night on there and that'll be all like the latest info and then tickets are available at Baltheater.com. Well, I know we're going to talk to Kevin in just a second all about the Godzilla raffle. Uh, my partner in crime. Well, thanks again, man. Talk to you later. Thanks. Uh, and now we turn our attention to Kevin D'Antonio, who is bringing us the breaking news from <laughs> the San Francisco area. And uh, you're going to tell us a little bit about the raffle that you guys have going on with the Godzilla Night. Thanks, Kyle. Well, basically, this is our second year running the raffle, the Great Godzilla Raffle. Of 2014. Not only does it coincide with the Godzilla Night 3 event itself, but we also sell tickets online so other people who can't, you know, be at the actual event can participate in the raffle as well. You can uh, basically contact me through Facebook or through my email, kevzilla666 at yahoo.com. Ticket prices are $5 each. Uh, we have an online ticket bundle of 20 for 85 That's uh, 15% off of the normal price of 100 for 20 tickets. Um, and we have a scat of awesome prizes. Very cool. What are some of those prizes? Well, we have a few X-plus pieces. Uh, we have two uh, Mechagodzilla 30-centimeter figures from the 1974 version of it. We have a set of the Gargantuas, which is highly sought after right now oh yeah i'm staring at my own right now these two beautiful gargantuas right right there last year you gave a whole bunch of stuff away too so i'm assuming this is another one of those kind of things yeah it's it's fun to do um we've got some original art uh boards from a japanese artist named shinji nishikawa and he did a lot of the production art for uh uh, what was it? the Heisei series, Godzilla versus uh, King Ghidorah and Godzilla versus Mothra. Very also did awesome. some production work for uh, was it Godzilla versus Balante, which we're showing at Godzilla Night 3. Uh, we have, what is it, two original Godzilla pieces, uh, the 1954 Godzilla for the 60th anniversary, of course. And then we have two pieces that fit together, specifically made for the night, which are Godzilla and Balante over the ball theater. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. That's rad. Uh, very cool. Yeah, he did a really good job on those. The last year's grant prize winner of the Arthur Adams page contacted me, and uh, she didn't really know what to do with the comic art 
So she redonated it to us. So that's up again this year. No, man, you should have said that the correct thing to do would be to send it to Kyle Yount of the Kaiju cast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That's awesome that you guys got that back. That's a, that's a really awesome piece. If it, if the listeners are unfamiliar, it's from the Godzilla color special issue from Dark Horse Comics where it's drawn by Art Adams and it's a beautiful page from that. Drawn and inked by Arthur. Um, it's page number 19, and it's basically G-Force giving uh, Godzilla a hot foot. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. to keep him away from the villagers. <laughs> that's cool, man. Well, I'm glad you guys have such a big uh, prize booty, I guess you could say, <laughs> for <Hopefully>. this <laughs> this outing. But it's continuing to grow. <laughs> so how long does the, the raffle ticket sales go on for? Okay, uh, you can buy them online. Basically started on June 2nd. And we'll go until June 26th. You know, that basically gives me enough time to process them and get the emails back out to people with their ticket numbers. Well, is there anything else that you want to mention to people specifically about the raffle? Well, basically all, all the, all the instructions, all the rules. And of course, all the prizes are posted on Facebook. Just look, look under the great Godzilla raffle 2014 or go to Bay Area film events. Uh, what, the, what is it, the website or the uh, Facebook page or even the Godzilla Night 3 Facebook page, and you'll find links to the, the raffle. And, of course, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. Oh, well, thank you very much. They, you know, anyone can also PM me if they have any questions. Um, I know, you know, I'm kind of long-winded when it comes to writing down wordage, so a lot of people skip a lot of what I write. So, um, anyway, yeah, any, any questions? Um, like I said, you can, you can buy one, you can buy 20 tickets online. And of course, there'll be uh, raffle tickets at the event itself. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for sharing that information. I appreciate it. Well, that's great. Thanks for having me on, Kyle. Big thanks to Bob and Kevin for coming on and talking a little bit about their event coming up later this month. If you're in the area, I really highly suggest you go check it out because those are a lot of fun. The only reason I'm not going down is because I've been to San Francisco twice already this year. <laughs> We're not even halfway through the year. We're going to move on to the next big event, which is, of course, the big Godzilla convention that happens every year in Chicago, Illinois. G-Fest 21 is happening July 11th through the 13th. And, oh my gosh, there are so many awesome things happening. This is, I've got to say, this is probably one of the biggest guest lists I've seen at G-Fest. Uh, if not the biggest, you guys know who's going to be there or do you need me to actually read it? I should probably you just should read, read it anyway. It. <laughs> the guest of honor, Koichi Kawakita will be there. Second guest of honor, Kyle Yount of the Kaiju cast. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. No, I actually am really psyched to be there. Um, I talked to Jeff Horn, who coordinated with JD Lee's, the editor of G fan. Uh, and I am actually going to be interviewing Kawakita. Nice for the main session. Really, oh, cool. wow. really, awesome. really looking forward to that. Also, I'll be recording it for the podcast. So you better be. I will. I will. <laughs> I uh, but yeah, Koichi Kawakita is the guest of honor. They've also got Tomoko Ai, who plays Katsura. In <clears throat> I cannot stop myself from doing that. <laughs> plays Katsura in Terror of Mechagodzilla. Another Terror of Mechagodzilla guest, Katsuhiko Sasaki, who plays Ichinose in Terror of Mechagodzilla. He also played Goro in Godzilla vs. Megalon. He's going to be there. He is related to Minoru Chiaki, who played Kobayashi in Godzilla Raids again. I did not know that. Yeah. Ooh, crazy. Yeah. 
He's like his son or grandson or something like hmm. that. Yeah. Anyway, so he's going to be at G-Fest. They are going to have a special Skype session with Yosuke Natsuki, who is the guy who plays the detective in Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster. Oh. And he's also in Dogura the Space Monster. Rachel, didn't you just recently watch Godzilla 1985? Indeed, I did. You know the scientist in that movie? Yeah. He plays the scientist in that film. How about that? Yeah. We're all about the segues here. I know. Uh, Another special guest, Hiroshi Sagai, a master sculptor from Japan. Very, very well known for his work on the Gamera series. He actually, I guess one year he came and did a sculpture of the G-Fan monster. G-Fantas? G-Fantas, yes. He just did like a sculpture, just like right there. Just boom. Just like a head, like a bust of it. That's awesome. And it looks really cool. Anyway, he's going to be there. And then you guys know Don Fry. Don Fry. Don Fry is going to be there. Uh, Sweet. I think I'm going to try to interview him. Oh, that'd be awesome. I know I've said this before. It's going to be one of those things where I'm just going to go into it completely unprepared. And I'm going to be like, just try and talk to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just kind of see what happens. So maybe I'll get an interview with uh, Captain Gordon. Sweet. Alrighty. And then, of course, it wouldn't be G-Fest without Robert Scott Field being there, mm-hmm. helping out with the translations and being a generally awesome dude. So Robert Scott Field. Don Fry, Hiroshi Sagai, Yosuke Natsuke via Skype, Katsuhiko Sasaki, Tomoko Ai, and Koichi Kawakita. That is the guest list for G-Fest. Wow. wow. Right? Huge. Yeah. Huge. And not to mention that, I mean, they have, they have all the other things that go on at G-Fest. There are panels. There's, uh, we're going to be doing, in addition to, uh, sorry, we, I am going to be doing uh, live podcast again. This one's going to be called The Sound of Monsters, and it's going to focus specifically on the soundtracks. Uh, I cannot say who's going to be on it yet because I'm still trying to hammer that out and figure out who's going to be on the panel. But uh, that should be awesome. Once again, live podcasts are always a blast to do, especially at G-Fest, because if there was ever an audience, a live audience to have there for a live podcast... <laughs> You yeah. want the G fans there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's nice. like a filled room with the exact <laughs> people that I want to be talking to. It's so fantastic. Uh, uh, the only thing that I have to share, they don't have the schedule firmed up yet, but they do have all the movies. Brian, you know about some of these. I do know about some of these. <laughs> okay, so on Thursday is when they start, Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m., and they're starting with the 1976 King Kong by Dino De Laurentiis. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And with then, Jeff Bridges. Yep. And then they're following that up with King Kong Lives. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. With Linda Hamilton. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, with Linda, <laughs> Linda Hamilton. And that's at 3.30. And then at 7 p.m., they're going to be showing Gamera versus Barugon. Nice. And then at 9 p.m., they'll be showing Yungari, Monster from the Deep. That's all on Thursday. Big day, Thursday at the Pickwick oh, Theater. Yeah. On Friday evening, because what they do is that that's the show. There's no show. There's no convention on Thursday. Yeah. So they show movies. And then Friday, uh, the convention starts. But then it, you know, it's basically just sort of like, a hey, welcome to the convention kind of thing. And then uh, I don't think there are any sessions on Friday. And at 1030, they're going to be showing Godzilla versus Biolante or Biolante, depending on how you say it. Uh, and then on Saturday evening. This is where things get a little dicey. That's when they're having the Ifukube concert. Oh, And that man. is also at the Pickwick. Wish I could see that. Well, me too, but I'm going to do it. 
That sounded so wrong. Let's that say it didn't again. Work. Say 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 your line again. Oh man, I wish I could see that. I get to see it. <laughs> there, that's what I should have done. That's Jealous. it. <laughs> but yeah, this is a. I'm really looking forward to that. Like, I'm yeah. really yeah. looking forward to that. I had those guys, John Desentis and Chris Olio, were on the podcast earlier this year talking about mm-hmm. their Kickstarter project, and I cannot wait to see what they bring to the table. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and then after that, they're going to be playing King Ghidra, Godzilla versus King Ghidra at the Pickwick. Uh, there was one Great. thing I asked Jeff, I asked Jeff Horn if he had any announcements that he wanted me to take care of. And he said the only updates they have right now for this particular episode of the podcast is that the costume contest on Saturday, which is usually, I think, a little bit later, they've moved it up to 6 p.m from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. so that they can actually begin the, the concert at 8.30 p.m. at the Pickwick. So that's the only announcement I have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's all happening. I, and not to mention, we're going to somehow do a listener party. I'm, I think what's going to end up happening, Jeff Zorno suggested that we take, because when people come back, I'm guessing it's going to be around like 11 p.m. when people come back to the hotel. So if people still want to do a listener party, we're going to do one, but it'll probably be like on the patio. So we'll just get some beer and like just hang out, chill. At some point on the Facebook page, I will have an mm-hmm. event page that people can actually look at and check out and we'll have a discussion about what to do with that. Uh, that is not our last catastrophic event. The last catastrophic event that I need to talk about is Son of Monster Palooza, which takes place September 12th. Oh, that's not even the last one. September 12th through the 14th in Burbank, California. They are going to be uh, featuring Mr. Ken Bichiro Satsuma. So if you missed him at the Big Wow convention, make sure you get down to Son of Monster Palooza. I was going to try and go, but you know what's more important to me than seeing Satsuma again? What could it be? Probably not much, right? Martin Vavra's getting married that weekend. And yours truly is the best man. (laughs) Heck yes. So, uh, I'll be, I'll be performing those duties, uh, instead of meeting up with, uh, Satsuma-san again. It's okay. You can, (laughs) it's, it's good. It's good. Anyway, uh, the last one, the absolute last one is the following weekend, the 20th and 21st in Portland, Oregon. We have Rose City Comic Con happening. Mm-hmm. Guess who's going to be doing a panel at Rose City Comic Con? Who? Me! <gasps> Sweet. I don't have the title yet, but we've got several months, and it's going to be really awesome. So you'll definitely want to be at that convention if you're anywhere near the Portland area. Or hell, fly up, fly down, Do come it. on out. Yeah. Rose City Comic Con is an amazing show put on here by local people. And it's backed by Emerald City Comic Con, which is cool. So mm-hmm. anyway, those are our catastrophic events. Lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff to do. Big, big episode for us. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that if you want to turn in your homework for the X from Outer Space, you need to do so by June 22nd. That is before June 22nd. So choose the option in the contact page for Daikaiju discussion submissions. And send that in, and we'll get your thoughts, questions, and reviews read on the next episode. We are going to wrap things up by saying, if you found the podcast through iTunes or some other podcast directory and want to know more about the show and who we are, what we do, all that good stuff, we have the links in the show notes. 
We have the full Daikaiju discussion schedule, the list of every episode we have done, links to our friends' websites, links to all our social network pages like Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, etc. All that stuff on kaijucast.com. Please do subscribe to the show through iTunes or through Stitcher. We would really appreciate that. Hey, if you listen to us on iTunes, why not leave a review? That would be lovely, wouldn't it? It would. It would. would. Yes. Uh, we are, we're done. We got nothing else to do. The only thing I have to do is play this final song. And because the extra matter space is the movie we'll be watching a little bit later this month, we're going to play What Fun the Moon World by Taku Izumi from the extra matter space. So until the next episode, my lovely listeners, Jamata.